It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. You can email us, by the way. A lot of people, they don't want to go on air, and I can understand. Yeah, you can understand, too? I can, yes. We did get an yeah, email. I, you you I understand. Get a lot of questions. They email you? At Doc, Doc Debbie. At AnimalRadio.com, yeah. This one came to me. It comes from Lori Culp. She says, I wanted to pass along this information about a dangerous toy. My poor dog swallowed a toy that we bought to help clean his teeth. It's called the Fleecy Clean Ball. She bought it at one of those box stores. Somehow their dog, Pagan, swallowed this ball and began throwing up. He got rid of part of it, but the rest was in his stomach and his intestines. They did an emergency surgery at the Animal Emergency Clinic, but he continued to run a fever afterwards. I saw our local vet five days later because of the fever and the fact that he wouldn't eat. Uh, she talked to the surgeon, and uh, they had a second surgery. He had what's called a septic peritonitis. How do you say that, Doc? Peritonitis. Okay. And a pancreatitis. Oh, my. Yeah. He had half of his pancreas removed, all of his spleen and his omentum. Is that right? Am I pronouncing that right? Omentum. That's bad. Yeah. Okay. He's doing much better. It's been one and a half weeks since his surgery, but just last night he was acting somewhat normal. Good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Please let everyone know about this toy. They're apparently trying to seek legal damages for the surgeries, which cost about $6,200. And uh, remember, if you go out and get a toy, make it a toy that your dog, that's appropriate for your dog, that things aren't going to fall off, that you're not going to have to deal with hardship that Lori has gone through. I'm just so glad that the dog is doing okay after this surgery. I believe we have uh, Toby on the phone. Hi, Toby. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Good. Where are you? Uh, right now in uh, Londonderry, Ma- or something like that. Londonderry, New, New Hampshire. Oh, you're a trucker? Yep. And uh, you travel with your animals there? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's going on with them? Well, we've got... We've got a puppy that's, what, how old? Four months. About four or five months old. That he is short hair like his mother, uh, jet black like his dad. But all of a sudden, he started losing hair, the hair around one eye and one eye only. Okay. Is he itchy with that? He doesn't seem to be bothered. It doesn't seem to bother him. Okay. And is that the only place that you see any kind of hair loss? Yep. All righty. Well, my sneaking suspicion on this one here is that you are probably dealing with a type of a skin mite. And puppies, um, particularly because they're still developing their immune system, they're very susceptible to developing mites. And um, there's a particular mite called the Demodex mite, um, which um, isn't something you can catch, so you don't have to, like, you know, scratch your arms and, and worry about that. But it is something that dogs catch from other dogs, and particularly they get it from their mom. Their mom may never actually show signs of it. It's just there sometimes on the skin. In the Demodex mite, in a puppy, um, we'll often see hair loss around the eyes, the front legs, um, anywhere on the facial area. And, um, you know, if it's just a single spot, you may not need to do a darn thing for it. Um, but if it starts to cause some problems or you see more hair loss in other areas, then we may need to talk about using some topical medicine or maybe even like some dips. Sometimes we'll use that. Um, but that would be my guess as far as what you're dealing with there, especially if he's not bothered by it. Would, would Neosporin do anything to it? 
Probably not, no. And because if we're dealing with a skin mite, um, you know, there's particular medicines that we can use, but all the regular things that you might pull off the shelf, uh, you know, all the cortisones and the topicals and such that we have in our medicine cabinet aren't going to do a darn thing for a mite problem. But like I said, if it's a mild problem and there's just a little bit of some hair loss and it's not bothering him, it's not spreading, you may not need to do anything. And a lot of dogs will actually grow out of that tendency for that mite. Um, but if we see more spots, then I definitely start talking about doing some dipping, um, but the best way that you know we can figure out what's going on there is to have your veterinarian do a test called a skin scraping. And it sounds horrible, but it's really not all that bad. It's basically where we take uh, some of the cells from the skin and we look under the microscope and uh, look for these little creepy crawlers. They, they look like little cigars, actually, under a microscope. Um, and if we see those, then we've got our diagnosis and we know where we're going. Um, so I would definitely see about getting that done for your baby and uh, probably not going to be anything that's going to keep him itching or scratching in the long run. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. If you've got a question, 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Don't forget your dream team of experts at 1-866-405-8405. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard on the way with your dog behavior questions. And we, of course, always have Dr. Debbie here ready to answer any of your medical questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Reaching I'm a believer. To the, you're a believer. I'm a skeptic. You're a believer. It makes the phones ring. That's all that matters. You guys are so cute. Bobby, of course, with your news. Vinnie Penn with your satirical look at life and animals. It's all right here today on Animal Radio. Tamar Geller, world-famous trainer. She has a new DVD. We're going to give you some of those DVDs, and she's going to be answering your questions today. What's up in the news, Bobby? We're going to take a look at things that you should not sell on the Internet, namely gothic kittens. Goth kittens? Yeah, what is that? We'll have to wait and find out. <laughs> Go on over to the phones right now. We have Ben on the phone. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Well, hi, Ben. Hey, I had a question. I have I rescued a dog. Um, it's a great dame. His name's Thor. And uh, they claimed he was potty trained and everything else, but uh, that wasn't the case. I'm mm. since potty training, but I travel for my work, and, like, right now I'm out of town. And when I'm out of town, he does not like to go to the bathroom for my wife um, or kids. He likes to uh, go in the house. Okay. And what kind of dog is he? He's a Great Dane. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a Great Dane. And Correct. how have you trained him? You said you potty trained him, so is he trained to go outdoors only? Yes, he does. He goes outdoors only. Uh, let him out the back door, and uh, he'll go outdoors and do his business. And uh, he, he has no accidents when I'm at home. And but when uh, whenever my wife or kids are at home, he likes to go to the front door and uh, potty on the steps on the front door. I see. Okay. And so you don't have an a doggy door. They have to actually physically let him outside. Correct. He okay. uh, needs to be released outdoors. Okay. Now, I, the first question I have to say is, now, are you comfortable that that's happening on a timely basis? And, you know, I know how busy it can get with kids. So is, do you think that's getting done appropriately when you're away? Well, I do know, especially with the wife, that he, he, he does let our, uh, well, he does for me. He'll actually go to the door and uh, let you know that he needs to go out. And, you know, I'm sure the wife is letting him do it. But uh, as far as the kids, of course, you know, you never know what's happening with the kids. They are mm-hmm. 13, 14 years old. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's well, driving my wife nuts. 
Yeah, and the interesting thing is with you mentioning that this is happening primarily at the front door, to me that kind of sounds like a territorial type thing where he's feeling with you away, kind of you being the head of the household, the head dog, if you will, that when you're away he's feeling like he has to kind of demonstrate his territory bounds and just kind of set that up for anyone who might try to invade his territory. Um, so, you know, this is tough because I would say you're going to really have to, on a whole family front, um, really take him back to house training and to have uh, supervision, you know, when we are taking him outdoors um, and just right. to not just not allow him to go outside and assume he does the duty because we really have to kind of treat him almost like a puppy, you know, lay it on thick when you um, take him outside to do his business and then, um, you know, supervise him. And, and that's hard if, if you've got, you know, kids running around, your wife's got other things going on, but it really will require to just decrease that access and that opportunity for him to do that in the home and then, uh, you know, praise him like, you know, crazy when he does it in the appropriate area. Right. It's weird because, you know, I, I figured if he'd have an action, he'd have it at the back door because that's where we let him out. But he doesn't. He actually goes down the front door. And, uh, of course, when, when he has an accident, being a Great Dane, it's not a small puddle. Oh, no. I'm sure that's like a mountain. <laughs> well, is he pooping or peeing? Is he doing both? No, he's just peeing. He, he, he never, he's never had an accident in the house, too, and the number two is just always the, the peeing. So, yeah, I think that's certainly, you know, and I know Vladi would probably have his, his dialogue on this where, as where well. Where is Vladi? Is, you know, is hold on a second. Let's find out where Vladi is. Judy, do you know where? I, I think he's in the break room making a special his tea, drink. what he calls his tea, oh, wink, okay. wink. I think you're right yeah. on, Dr. Debbie, though. I don't think we need Vladi. Do we need well, we don't need Vladi in here. Close that door. I know, I know Vladi and what he would say, uh, but no, <laughs> and it is, it really does kind of fall down to that whole territorial thing. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the tough thing is there isn't an easy fix and, you know, a solution just to say, uh, you know, create them or, you know, keep them away from that area. But really, if you work on that training and then get the kids all involved and, um, you know, make that a concerted effort that they take him physically outside to do, do the well, duty. Well, she has also said that she'll even take him outside to go to the bathroom and then uh, do it. And then he'll come back inside and within minutes go downstairs and do it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I know they're letting him out, so I, I didn't know why he would do that. Cause, I mean, I'll be home with him all day long, and he'll never have that problem. Um, yeah, but you're but the boss. For him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So he definitely doesn't have a problem feeling comfortable that he doesn't have to play the role of boss when you're there. Um, but he feels like he has to mark. So um, the best thing, if he does not do his duty, or even if he does his duty outside and comes back inside, I, I really would make sure we restrict access to that spot um, unless we're directly with him and you can supervise. Because otherwise, that pattern or that behavior is going to be repeating and repeating and repeating. So. Right. Keep him on a close leash. <laughs> All right. So just, just make sure that uh, when he is in the house that he can't make it down that way and uh, see how that works. Yeah, that's really the biggest thing. Decrease the opportunity and then praise him for when he is doing that duty in the proper spot. Um, and that okay. pattern has to be repeated over and over and over again. And uh, Right. And that's you know, how I got him, you know, for me to go outside. Because the people I got him from, I believe they just locked him in a room somewhere. Um, oh. Because he... When I first got him, when he, you know, he, when he would change from carpet to linoleum, he would just flatten out and wouldn't move. Uh, <laughs> Didn't like that glass effect. That yeah, and then even when I took him out for uh, swimming with my lab, because uh, I got a, a chocolate lab as well, uh, it took him a while to realize what water was. So. <laughs> 
Well, Great Danes are wonderful dogs. They have the, the gentle giants, great personalities. And, and I thank you for your call. That was a very good one. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio. Vinny Penn coming at you on Animal Radio, your resident party animal. I want to dedicate uh, this episode of this installment, rather, of Party Animal to uh, my beloved dog, Cruiser. Uh, Cruiser was a mini schnauzer uh, that uh, was in our family for a dozen years. Uh, still can't even think about him uh, without getting a little bit sad. And I'll tell you, I've got family members, human family members who've passed away who I think about and don't feel really anything. But Cruiser still makes me sad. And uh, the other day, a friend of mine uh, had to put his dog to sleep, um, and it was very difficult for him. And we were at the bar having a couple of drinks, a bunch of people sitting around the bar. And I told him that I knew where he was coming from. I was trying to empathize. I told him how difficult it was when we lost Cruiser. All of a sudden, people start chiming in with their dog death stories. And it got me to thinking, why why are dog owners and cat owners and, and, and pet owners in general competitive with death stories? One complete stranger said, you guys think you have it tough. I had to kill my dog myself. Shoot him in the backyard. Now, one, I don't know. This guy might be in the witness protection program for all, you know, for for all I know. Uh, Why he would admit that is beyond me. But I've noticed that dog owners, in particular, even more than cat owners, they are competitive with death stories. They could hear you give it. This has happened for years. The biggest. Oh, I remember the morning I got the phone call that we had lost Cruiser. Cruiser, of course, was in the uh, the hospital for a few days in the end. It was a devastating. I had to go and tell the rest of my family. Whenever people over here that they're like, oh, that's awfully sad. It's got to be difficult. You know, I ran over my dog in the driveway with my own car. What? Why are you competing with my dog's death story? Why do people do that when it comes to their pets? You're, you're, you're not going to top it. Well, maybe the guy who ran his over at his driveway, maybe that tops it. Vinny Penn, party animal. Although, not really a party installment. Animal Radio. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. 
Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio. All of us gathered round to answer your questions. Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Yes, and Doctor Debbie's right here to answer your questions. Any medical questions? She drinks a lot of coffee there. I just want to mention that. What's the with the coffee? Oh. It's it's Diet Coke. Oh, it's Diet Coke. She's yes. putting coffee meat in her Diet Coke. <laughs> Very no, that's just wrong. It is. A big show for you today. We have Tamar Geller. She's on the way in just a few minutes. We have giveaways of her brand new DVD and her best-selling book. Uh-huh. Also results for the big Who's Your Daddy Woo! DNA test. Uh, the yeah. longest DNA results ever. Yeah, you've mentioned that several times. You, you've mentioned uh-huh. that on CSI, of course, they do it in one hour. Thank you. And it's been five weeks. Uh, you will be surprised. Let me tell you that right now. Of course, Bobby, you bet Is it that- you, Hal? <laughs> I'm not the daddy. I'm not the daddy on this one. Of course, we're talking about Ladybug the Stunt Chihuahua. If you're new to Animal Radio, she was a, a brand new addition about uh, two, three months ago? Three months ago. Three months ago. And she was supposed to be Chihuahua. I think there's a little bit of Chihuahua there. At least, well, I can. Who knows? Uh, but we did just get the f- results FedExed, and they're they're closed. But I understand there's a surprise in there for us, and so we'll find out the deal. Bobby, you you thought it was a Boston Terrier. I like Boston Terrier. Uh, Debbie, At least partial. Partial. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you bet your entire salary on it. I mean, all the Monopoly <laughs> the money. The dollar, Hal. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a miniature pincher for Dr. Debbie, uh-huh. which is something that I thought, too. Miniature pincher. Vlade, of course, thought a miniature pincher chihuahua. Uh-huh. Um, I thought uh, Rat Terrier. Rat Terrier. So mm-hmm. big surprise on the way as we uh, unveil those results. Also today, the most popular and most unusual names pet names. Now, usually every year we get this list, we read off the uh, the top ten most popular dog names and cat names, and we've been doing that for years and years. It's kind of a dried up old um, bit. Jay Leno type bit. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Jay's yesterday's news, right? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's he's short timer. We've got a new list this year. We've got the top ten most unusual names and the top ten most unusual group names. And what do I mean by group names? Well, let's say you have more than one uh, animal, you know, a litter oh, of uh-huh. animals. Uh-huh. Try eBay, Google, Yahoo, and Spam. This is one of the top names <laughs> of a litter of dogs. See, going with a geek theme there, yeah. I see. <laughs> uh, more of these on the way as we unveil this list throughout the show today. Did I mention Tamar Geller's on the way? What, what do we got news-wise, yeah. Bobby? Uh, well, we're going to take a look at uh, the Riverside District Attorney's Office. They've just filed felony animal cruelty charges against an L.A. County assistant fire chief who killed his neighbor's six-month-old puppy Mm. in November. It's a hard story, but we're going to bring it to you in the news coming up. It's all right here. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? This is Melissa. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. What's your pet's nickname? Um, Well, I have two cats. One is Casanova. The other one is Tinkerbell. Uh Casanova and Tinkerbell. Okay. Yes, Casanova uh, depending on his mood, he's either Buddy or Casanovi. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
depending on his mood, he's one of those, huh? Yes. <laughs> if he's really sweet and loving and wanting attention, he's Catherine Ovi. <laughs> and what's your other cat's nickname? The other cat is, um, of course, Tinkerbell. She goes by either Tinky Rinky Roo. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or um, when we're trying to call her to come to us, it's kitty, kitty, kitty cow, because she's black and white. Oh, like a Holstein cow. Kitty, kitty, yes. kitty cow and Tinkaroo. Well, you know what? Let's put together, could we have a little kitty package together, a New Year's kitty package for them, okay? Oh, thank you. Hold on for one second. Don't go okay. anywhere. one 405 with your nicknames and names right now. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. That eggnog's no good anymore. I wouldn't drink that. Oh, yeah. boy. He'll drink anything. When it can get up and crawl over to the mug by itself. <laughs> It means it's not good anymore. Vlade should have known that. one 405 The whole gang is here, by the way. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard to answer your dog behavior questions. Bobby with the latest in the news. Vinny Penn with just his slanted, weird look on life. By the way, his book doing very good. Check it out. Guido's Credo at Amazon.com. Yes. And we also have Dr. Debbie. She's always on call to take your bet questions. Where is she? Is she? She's, oh, she... she's over there with Vlade. I think they're both getting into that old eggnog. <laughs> hey, that guy's that stuff oh, is old. No, Somebody knock nice. on the window and let them know. All they see is us. We're like in a fishbowl. I don't know what we're saying there, but for their health, and frankly, we need them for the rest of the show. That's all I'm saying. Animal communicator Joy Turner is also with us, and I believe we have Tony? Is it Tony? Yes. Hi, Tony. How are you doing? Doing just fine. You are on with animal communicator Joy Turner. What's, tell us about your animal situation, first of all. I understand it's sort of unusual. Well, uh, I... Uh, my wife and, uh, you know, the family, we own uh, five dogs and a cat. And uh, three of the five dogs actually, you know, want to uh, sleep in uh, the bed with me, which I let them and all that. One on my right side, one on my left side, and one down at the feet, you know, because I sleep on my side. So it's actually in the little part of my knee there uh, when I'm curled up and all that. But uh, I, the question I had uh, to y'all was... Uh, do uh, dogs have, do they, uh, uh, let's see, how do I put this? Do they just tend to one person in a family? Because they do go to everybody else, but uh, do they uh, attach themselves to just one member of the family or well, what? Your dogs attach themselves to you or your wife or, or what's happening? Uh, well, they all tend to want to be with me. They all tend to want to be with you. So you're the magnet there. You're the alpha dog, huh? Right. Well, why don't we ask them? Can we ask them? Joy, can you ask them what the deal is? Absolutely, I can. Can I have some names, please, of them? Well, uh, the Boston Terrier is uh, uh, Pepper. Uh, the little teacup Chihuahua is uh, Millie. Uh, the uh, deer Chihuahua is Button, because he's cute as a button. And <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, rat terrier is Lady. And then we have... Uh, a uh, pit bull that's my daughter's that uh, is uh, and they're all female except for Bud. He's male, but he's six. And the, uh, the pit bull is rebel. All right. What first of all, what they want me? So you've rescued a lot of these dogs. Uh, we've rescued uh, two of them. Okay, the ones that you've rescued, and actually even the other ones, want me to tell you how wonderfully they think living in your house has been for them. They just can't 
say enough about how great it is to live with you and your wife. And they tell me the reason they tend toward you so much more is in their impression, you're gone more than she is. Uh-huh. And so they tend to come to you because, again, and this may just be their perception, but in their mind, they can get to your wife more often than they can get to you. So when you're around, they want to hang with you. Right. But they were doing this before I went uh, over the road. They said, yeah, but they, they want you to understand <laughs> they know stuff that we uh-huh. tend not to know. They knew that you wouldn't be there with them all that much for very long. Uh-huh. So they they kind of get in their whole, as much attention with you as they want while you're there. Right. And uh, Pepper, the Boston Terrier, that's, uh, again, my favorite, uh, I do take her on the road uh, occasionally with me. I have, in the, uh, what I have done is... I pay some special attention to her before I take off in the truck because she tends to whine and cry, and then she moves around until I get back, according to my wife. Yes, and, she And uh, we've does. also noticed that she's uh, started losing weight because I've been having to leave her behind. Uh, we don't know if uh, if she is uh, getting feeling depressed or... Uh, she is. She's getting very depressed when you leave her, so I'm going to make a couple of suggestions here for you if you would like me to. By the way, she also says when you take her and the other dogs stay home, she does the, in a human child, they would be doing, nah, 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 nah. I get to go, you have to stay. So right. it's what gives her, in her mind, her status in the family Correct. is when she goes with you. So because she really pines away when you're not there, I would try a couple of things. I would talk to her and explain to her why you're taking her sometimes and why you're leaving her home sometimes. She doesn't understand how come she gets to go sometimes and other times she can't. Right. Well, I talked to her just like I'm talking to you, and I explained that, you know, can't go with me this time. It's going to be too long of a trip or, it, you know, or it's going to be too short of a trip or it's too cold or it's too hot. See, well, to uh, her that she thinks she can go in all those times because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she doesn't understand what too long means. And she's not really sure why, if it's short, she couldn't just go anyway. So she's not really clear on some of the terminology that you're using. So you might say, for instance, I'm going to be gone. um, Let's say you're going to be gone for two weeks, and that's too long of a trip. Uh Then you would say, I'm going to be gone for 14 times when the sun comes up. That means something to her. Uh Too long doesn't really mean anything. (laughs) Just like too short doesn't really mean anything. Too hot, too cold, those things don't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. So you might want to be a little more specific when you're talking okay. to her. And also make it about her. So say, for instance, it, the hot thing is a really easy one. If it's going to be hot for her to be in the truck, it's going to be best for her well-being, that you can take the best care of her by leaving her in a place where she's more comfortable. And Correct. Uh, even as I'm saying that, she tells me, well, she doesn't really care. She'd rather be uncomfortable and with you than without you. And that has nothing to do with not wanting to be with your wife. It's just about she considers herself your dog. Right. But, uh, aren't dogs also uh, their family, so they you know, like to be in packs. So that's another reason why I leave her with the other dogs, because of their companionship and, and, and so forth. Generally, that's true. But in her case, she would go with you all the time. Because you're her first family, and she considers you her first responsibility. So, and uh, she was one of the ones that we rescued. Tony, 
Yes. Thank you very much for your call today. I hope that helps you out a little bit. Uh, it answered uh, some of the questions. Uh, it's just like I said, uh, I was just trying to mainly find out uh, uh, why they were choosing just one member of the family instead of everybody else. Generally, it has to do with being the alpha dog. They find solace and companionship and comfort in you. There could be many various reasons, and it could uh, vary with the breed, too. But they're pack animals, so that you'll right. see dogs doing that all, all over. I know some people like it. Some Do you like it? Or does oh, it yeah. annoy you? Because it annoys some people. Well, you know, the you know the Flintstones, when, uh, of course, that's a dinosaur, though, but they treat it like a dog. Uh-huh. Uh, when I come home, I'm literally uh, bombarded. Uh, <laughs> Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Isn't that great? i got to pay attention to them before I can pay attention to my wife or my kids. <laughs> uh, it's like Joy said, you're the prime commodity. They see mom all day, but you come home, they get some they get some dad time. So right. it's all good there. Tony, we thank you for your call. 1-866-405-8405. If you want to learn more about Joy Turner, head on over to joyturner.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. A Pennsylvania woman who ran a pet grooming business out of her basement is facing possible charges after allegedly marketing pierced kittens on the Internet. SPCA officers in Ross Township got a tip that the unidentified homeowner was selling, quote, gothic kittens complete with tail, neck, and ear piercings. Wow. Yeah, three kittens and one adult cat were removed from the home by the SPCA workers last week. How strange. An arena woman... I I know. People, seriously, don't do that. A arena woman, meanwhile, survived an attack by a mountain lion, only the second on record in the state, when she went to the aid of her dog in her backyard. The attack took place in a rural residential area just off the highway that connects Reno with Virginia City. The woman and the dog both suffered only minor injuries in the attack by what trackers described as a 65-pound female yearling. Their search, by the way, was called off due to a winter storm, and it won't resume unless another attack occurs. Meanwhile, across the Great Pond, there is a hubbub over the BBC not televising Britain's biggest dog show for the first time in 40 years due to an inbreeding controversy. It seems the Kennel Club and the network have been on the outs since the BBC ran a documentary last fall claiming decades of inbreeding in pedigree pedigree groups of dogs in the UK. The program broadcast in September claimed that the practice of inbreeding led to serious health problems in some of the dogs. The annual coverage of the 2009 Crufts show, the BBC suspended the broadcast, quote, pending further investigations into the health and well-being of the pedigree dogs of the UK, end quote. The show's organizer said the network is simply, quote, making unreasonable demands, even excluding some breeds from the show. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading.
Those wacky guys from Animal Radio are on the road again. We're broadcasting live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm thinking you should be there. Learn the ins and outs of working with animals and make a great income doing it. If you can't be there live with us, listen in as it happens here on Animal Radio and learn more at PetSitters.org. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy and our cast of characters to answer your questions. I shouldn't call them characters. I should call them experts. They don't like it when I call them characters, but they are characters. Behind the scenes, yes, what people don't hear, what everything that goes on behind the scenes. Vlade certainly is a character. Vlade, you just finished up the Petapalooza this last weekend. We did a great, just a little bit. <clears throat> Weather was bad a little bit to some degree. I'm, I mean, you, I, I should have called uh, President Putin to ask him <laughs> if he shoot something in the air to make it better. But you know what? We, <laughs> we, yeah, to make it better because you know he controlling everything, even the weather, even the weather around the Russia. Yeah, even the weather. So anyway, we adopted 529 animals, wow. uh, pets. Yeah, it was a great, great thing. They found a new home, and I'm so happy about that. You know, it was cats and dogs. Of course, I'm not a spokesperson for the cats. I love all animals, but, uh, you know, that was in combination. And I was very happy uh, one person just stopped with, uh, by me with a couple of kids, not often happening, and just asked me, Vladi, what would be the best pet, you know, for my family. So they want to do the right things. Don't follow the emotions. They want to do the right things in the beginning. And you know what? I just took them around and I brought, I found for that for them that pet. And, you know, the three years old, what he did first, he pulled that dog, you know, by the fur. The dog, <laughs> poor dog said, ouch. And after that, lick that child in return. Mom says, okay, we are taking that pet. <laughs> that <was> so great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what, guys? Um, every time when the Vladi is talking, phone is off hooked. I see so many people right now wants to talk to us. Why don't we go just right now back to the hot uh, line and just pick up? Uh, uh, who is it? Who is right now here? What is your name? Ed. Ed. Hi, Ed. You are with the Vladi, world famous Russian dog wizard. My mom always kept telling me, "I'm not gonna die." For- with one, one because one thing because of self modesty but you know what it has a rock button how can I help you <laughs> well thank you for taking my call um, I have a four year old rat terrier who okay. basically is the queen Terrorist? of the house are you there yes I'm here I'm sorry go ahead okay um, I have a four year old rat terrier and she's she's got the run of the house we, we close the doors leading to the bedrooms and bathrooms and all that and she has the rain, the run in the main part of the house. Okay. We're thinking about getting a second dog for a companion for it. As a Just don't get another her, female, we, okay? We want to start with a puppy. And That's good, but don't pro- get the second female. What's you that? hear me well? Do a not female, yeah, get another rat terrier the second female. female. No another females. Yes, sir. Fighting among the bitches is the worst in the world. <laughs> I know what you was thinking about. I was I I, I meant the dogs. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, what is your problem? Well, I just want to m- make sure that um How because we're gone during the day for most of the 
part of the day. We don't want to leave a puppy with a dog that's had the run of the house, of course, for all her life, um, for safety sake for the puppy. So we're probably going to crate the puppy for the first three or four months and then kind of assimilate her into our current dog's Okay. Home, you know, you know what I'm. If you understand what yes, I'm trying to say. Yes, I, I got. So you calling me to ask how nicely to introduce your new puppy to your family, where you have an older dog and such and such. Am I right? Well, and how to organize you're right. We want to know if it if it would be ultimately safe after three or four months to leave them together uh, and uh, but alone from sure, us sure. for. Sure. You know, eight or nine hours at a time, you know. Yes, sure. I'm going to jump back and forth, but I'm going to tell you up front, fighting among the dogs, always happening because of three reasons. Number one, common food. Number two, toys. Number three, humans' attention. It's a, so interesting for me to see over and over, when none of those things are present, dogs are never fight among themselves. People are so afraid to leave the pets together because they think they're going to kill each other. But in reality, if there is no food, no toys, no humans' attention, no humans around, they never fight. Uh, okay, so let me tell you what you need to do. First of all, again, I would like to reiterate, do not get second female, period. Okay, I have a two females, but I'm professional. I know how to keep the things in check. You know, it will take them much more than the time of this segment to explain me why females fighting so hard without even any warning signs. It's a genetically, it's a just driven for surviving of their future kids and such and such. It will take more time and maybe we'll do the special segment on that. But just take my word. Okay, because when the Vladi talks, everybody listen. Vladi tells the truth as it is. Get the mail. Okay. Now, your concern regarding um, the some type of the fights and the relationship will be evaporated if you will introduce that puppy right in the older doggy life. How to do that right? I would. Uh, bring a lot of toys at the same time, like I bring the puppy. I will give the old dog a lot of attention the second I bring the puppy in uh, your home. So it would not be like that, like I have a new child, and now the old child will be left uh, left like behind and such and such. No way. So I would introduce it right. I would create some positive perception with the new puppy coming in, in your life. I would create your puppy, yes. I would create it as long as it takes so your puppy would be safe. Not because another dog going to bite. Because he, you, another dog is not going to bite your puppy because your puppy up to four months have puppy license. It means your older dog will sniff your younger puppy butt and percept uh, about the social status and it's a puppy smell and he knows don't touch the puppy. So don't worry about that and uh, what I suggest you to do uh, devote a lot of time separate time to each of the dogs so they would not be kind of creating the pack among themselves so you would you would be leader with each of them and I think that would be great great idea for you as far as in general management of situation but I think you're running you're driving in the right direction and I just want to make sure you were running in the right direction in the right car okay my friend okay I appreciate it very much 
Thank you so much for calling us. Hey, everyone, please, who are listening to us right now, or you have your dog who is out of control, or your neighbor maybe has someone, or your friend or co-worker, you should be calling us right now. Here is the Vladi from Animal Radio. You can call me right now at one 866 You can also email me at vladi at animalradio.com. Vladi spells V like Victor, L-A-D-A-E at animalradio.com. Call us, please, with your questions because your dog may be not bad and maybe it's not your fault. You just need Vlad. When you go with Russian, any dog will stop fussing. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. In Long Island, a dog named Bentley took his owner's car for a joyride and ended up crashing into a coffee shop. The 50-pound dog's owner, musician Brian Mayer, said he just wanted to keep his best friend warm, so he left his car running while he ran into the Cool Beans Coffee House to sign up for an open mic night. The next thing I knew, Mayer explains, I looked up to see my van coming at me in the window with Bentley in the driver's seat grinning at me. Luckily, there were no injuries, although a window and some patio furniture were damaged. Bentley seemed to enjoy the ride, wagging his tail happily after he got out. The owner of the coffee shop took it all in stride, calling Bentley a really sweet dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. 
1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets. Your pet being awfully quiet there. Of course, we're talking about Ladybug, the stunt chihuahua. She's chewing on a raw a rawhide bone. But not just any rawhide bone. She uses the compressed rawhide. Because uh, because regular rawhide could be dangerous, right, Doc? That's right. I'm a huge fan of compressed rawhides. Oh, I love she, them. she loves it. She won't give it. It's like her favorite little thing there. Can someone answer my cell phone, please? One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We have Christine, I believe, is uh, uh, on this line here. Hi, Christine. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing fine. And you? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm over in Missouri right now, Rolla, Missouri. How are your pets today? You know, I have Doctor Debbie on the line with me. Uh, he's doing fine. I was just wondering, you know, like the pad on their toes. He got it caught. It's probably been about nine days now. Okay. And he got it. He got it caught in the door when we were closing the door. Ouch. That, yeah, that pad came off. I mean, it was just hanging. So what we did is we just put Neosporin on it and wrapped it up and had it wrapped up. Now, we just unwrapped it like two days ago. And half of it looks like it's connecting. Do you know if the other half will connect or will it just fall off or should I take him to the vet? Okay. I'm trying to imagine now, is this the front paw or the back paw? It's his front paw. Okay, and they have, like, the toe pads, and then there's a bigger pad. Right. Um, and then there's even a small little, what we call an accessory pad, kind of up the ankle. Which which area are we talking about? It's his uh, toe pad. It's not the big one in the middle. It's like, okay. you know, like our thumb, it would be the one right next to it. Okay. Yeah, and fortunately, um, dogs have an amazing ability to heal on the foot area. Um, unfortunately, they frequently damage and injure those areas. And my own dogs have done this, uh, running out on rocks where they kind of slough and tear off parts of their foot pad. Um, so I, I think, yes, your, your dog's pad will heal up. Now, it's already been quite a ways. Um, if it's been that long now, um, it might be worthwhile getting that checked out with a veterinarian. But typically, even if good parts of that toe pad are cut off, um, it will regenerate and it does grow back. The hard thing is to make sure we keep them off that foot. We make them as comfortable as possible and we guard against infection. Hard to say with your situation, if you've been doing some of that home care, we might be okay, um, but I think yeah. it's always good to get a professional to look at that and see if it's something that might need a stitch because in some cases when these toe pads kind of get sliced, um, we do need to get some stitches to kind of help the area heal. Um, okay. and, and, and do you normally have um, your pet out uh, running around a lot, or was this just a freak accident that kind of happened? No, it was just a freak accident. It was in the truck. We're truck drivers and uh, accidentally closed the door because he's getting old. He used to jump up on the seat, so he never had that problem. And that day, he just happened to, he doesn't hear real well like he used to. And now underneath, it's starting to, you know, like it's getting real, like, smooth. It's healing. Yeah, I, I definitely think at so. Yeah, I think at this point it would be worthwhile to have that looked at because at 10 days down the road you shouldn't have anything dangling still. Um, so that's yeah. where you might need to get something, you know, maybe a quick stitch or two to go in there. And sometimes there, when there is a tear like that, some of that tissue can't always be safe. So we want to make sure we do the best thing for him, uh, preserve his comfort. And that's certainly the foremost because, you know, they're walking on their toes all day long. we got to make sure that we keep that in the best healing ability there. So give that a try. I hope we get your boy walking good there soon. This is Dr. Debbie, one 405 8405 
It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. I'm Hal Abrams. You probably know me from the uh, Solo Flex commercials and the Bowflex commercials. Yeah, right, in your dreams. Is that you? That was me, of course. Uh, Judy, Judy Francis, Bobby Hill, doing your news. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, uh, on the way. Uh, and I, oh, Joy Turner, animal communicator, Joy Turner, can't forget Joy. And Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Vinny Penn, boy, I, someone ought to put a list up here. It's like trying to remember your immediate family at Thanksgiving. Oh, you're my brother. Yes, I saw you a few years ago. In just a few minutes, Tamar Geller is going to be joining us now. You know her as a best-selling author. She uh, wrote, the, what is it, The Love Dog, I believe it was? The Love Dog. Yes. And now she has a DVD to follow it up. Now, she's called on... By the likes of Oprah, good old, I just call her O. Just, we're on, a, Oprah and I, we're on a oh, first okay. letter basis. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck, Hillary Swank, Natalie Portman, Courtney Cox Arquette, Nicolette Sheridan, uh, Owen Wilson, Marlon and me, Owen yes. Wilson, yeah. yeah. Brad Paisley. These people say, my dog, when she's in trouble, when he's in trouble, I'm going to give tomorrow a call. So we figured we should get her back on the phone. We'll go to her in just a second. I want to clear some lines. We were just talking about puppy mills and that you shouldn't buy pets from pet stores because... The puppies originate from puppy mills. And generally that is the case, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if the animals are there all week long. Now, I knew this was going to make the phones ring. (laughs) Hi, who's this? This is Pat, owner of Companion Pets in Tumwell, Iowa. (laughs) Hi, Pat. How are you doing? Doing wonderful like to call in and kind of debunk the fact that all pet stores sell puppy mill pets. Okay. What do you guys sell there? We actually don't sell any cats and dogs personally, but we allow our customers to bring them up on Saturdays. Okay. And we allow them to help find homes. Some are purebred, some are mutts. All of them are good pets um, coming from local household breeders. Yes. And don't deal anything with mass market breeding companies. If you find that the pet's there five days a week, chances are it's a puppy mill pet. If it's a weekend thing, you may have an adoption agency, you may have some kind of program going on, and we definitely condone those. Ask them. It should be fairly obvious where these pets are coming from when you get in the store, right? Yes, it's real simple. You can tell a lot of them if they have... 40 different, uh, you know, Yorkies, they're probably coming from a mill. Yeah. You know, you're not getting 40 different, you know, age puppies, all the same breed from local breeders. But the best thing with it is, is, you know, like you said, if they're there seven days a week, there's a good chance they can't keep up on demand, which is local breeders. But when you have the, the fact that it sounded like, you know, most stores are doing this, I understand a lot are. But there's a lot of good people out there that are looking for puppies, and a lot of your shelters, unfortunately, don't have puppies. Absolutely. And you know what? I think what you guys are doing, I absolutely love it. And I think more pet stores should bring in adoption agencies and and find grassroots ways to connect and get the local animals homes. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely the best thing you can do. I send most of my customers, I recommend them to go to the shelter first, look for what they can find, help out the local pet population. Spade neuter the whole nine yards there. So very good. Let's give your uh, pet store a plug, can we? What is it? Which one is it? And where is it? Companion Pets in Atumwa, Iowa. Thank you for listening to Animal Radio. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You too. Yeah, I wanted to make that clear. If there's an adoption agency that comes in on the weekend, that's a good thing. If these yes. animals there are yeah. all week, then they're probably puppy mill animals. And pe- you know what? People probably don't know that, but you should really, if you're looking for a pet to adopt, and if you're looking at a particular pet store, stake out the pet store for a week or two <laughs> and see what's really going on. I'm serious. Well, this is why you're see the news lady. what's going on. Yes. You check it out. You do your research, and that's what I love about it. Get you. your trench coat, your glasses, and your hat. <laughs> I Go to the shelter. You know what? I don't want to take away from Tamar's time. Hi, Tamar. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Tamar Geller joining us. I believe I was one of the first to erotic against the puppy mills in my book. 
before and before it became popular and I remember I was standing in Oprah's kitchen and telling her and showing her pictures of Poppy Mill because she adopted three three golden retrievers from a so-called breeder uh-huh. and she thought if she was not going to a location which is a pet store if she was going to like a farm environment that means it's not a Poppy Mill lo and behold she realized no it was absolutely mass production of golden retrievers because her mm-hmm. younger one Gracie was very little and very sick and Oprah had to wake up in the hours at night every couple of hours to nurse her to make sure that she's eating and everything Oprah did it all herself so that's kind of the first time that she realized because when she called the breeder the breeder said oh give her back bring her back I'll give you another one and Oprah was like what is it it's not a furniture yeah I'm a people don't know that if they that it's more than just a pet store you really need to go to a place where it's not mass production that you don't have dozens and dozens of dogs over there yeah and the most important thing of course is that you can get a purebred animal at a shelter or a rescue. That's exactly right because you know now we see 34% increase of dogs are coming to the shelter. John Stewart just adopted a three-month-old French bulldog from a shelter good. in New York. Wow. Good, good Wait, for him. Okay, from a shelter because John and his wife would only rescue. So what I'm saying is, and it's not because it's John Stewart. A lot of people are blown away. I got in my. I have a nonprofit program where I teach juvenile prisoners how to train dogs in the love dog method, and we use only shelter dogs. We have a young Labradoodle that we are training from mm-hmm. a shelter. Mm-hmm. We hope that the Obamas will adopt him. <laughs> you, now you think they should? Shelter. You think they should get? Uh, what kind of dog do you think they should get? Well, they want. They said they want a hypoallergenic dog, and they mentioned Labradoodle, which is a mix of of golden of a Labrador and poodle mix. But think about it. I mean, what a great way to market a mutt, to give it a really fancy name, and to charge thousands of dollars for it. Yeah. If you go to the shelter, you see those mutts, and they cost you bobcats. Yes, and they're probably healthier, too. I'm just saying. Absolutely. No, you're probably right. Absolutely. And every breed has its rescue club. So, really, why to spend all the money when you have phenomenal dogs? And when people come to me and they say, well, it's a shelter dog, something is wrong with them because they've been dumped, I just look at them and I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Haven't you been dumped before? <laughs> hey, we've all been dumped, seriously. Uh-oh. And doesn't mean there's something wrong with us, necessarily. It's, it's always their fault. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like give this dog a chance because I work only with shelter dogs in my nonprofit and my personal dogs, and they are phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I'm now starting testimonials with people who got puppies. Because they thought, oh, we got a puppy. We'll make sure that they grow up to be nice dogs. And one after the other said, oh, I wish I didn't get a puppy. Because the dog did not turn out the way they thought. Because you know what? They didn't really know what they were doing. We're with Tamar Geller, and we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about her new DVD. It's The Love Dog. All next, right here on Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. is Animal Radio Network. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, one of the biggest misconceptions 
going around is that you need to wait until your puppy's about six months before you start that formal education. Ooh. That was, Your son actually believed that for a while. Is that yes, true, Judy? he had a German Shepherd puppy, and someone told him, just let him in the backyard till he's like six months old. Don't train him. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's so very important to, to get them trained early in the basics, and one of the best books to do that is, of course, The Love Dog. Boy, that was about a year ago that it topped the bestseller list, right, Tamar? Yeah, a little bit more. It's almost almost two years. Almost two years ago. Now, this DVD that I'm holding in my hand is hot. Yeah. I have to put it down every once in a while. That's how hot it is. <laughs> Tell me, is it the book pretty much? It is part of the book because we have another DVD coming out this summer. This one covers all the basics. Because I didn't want to people to be like, oh, my Lord, this is so much going on. So I broke it down very, very easy. This is all the basic. So all the nonsense that you have heard that you need a leash and a choke chain and wait till six months, this is all not true. And I'm showing you step by step how to teach your dog to come to you with a game, to love to sit, to back off when you ask them, everything. And then the next DVD, which will come out this summer, will be the games. But a lot of people... When I'm writing, writing in the book, I can write all the details, but it's not visual, and yes. some people are visual. Oh, I know so, I am. If, if the book doesn't have a lot of pictures and, uh, you know, the black lines that I stay <laughs> keep the crayon in, I really have a lot of trouble. So the video is very good. It's very helpful. It teaches the basics like chilling down, yes. stay. Uh, now, i got to ask a quick question. Um, you know, I like to use this multi-million dollar radio station for my own benefit, really. And, Go for it. Uh, w- well, we have this stunt chihuahua. We think it's a chihuahua. It's uh-huh. Ladybug. She's a brand new addition to the studio here. Aww. She's five months old now. She's very well behaved, except every once in a while she's a whimperer. She whimpers, especially when Judy, her loyal person might leave the room. We hear about this all the time, and I'll tell you, between you and me, it's a little embarrassing when people call animal radio, they look at us as authorities, and we have a whippering animal. But that's just between you and me. What what is the best way to conquer that? Well, right now, you got to remember that a dog behaves according to what they associate, what they consider the, the situation to be a painful one or a pleasurable one. And painful doesn't have to be physical pain. It could be emotional pain. Oh, I miss my mom. I don't want my mom to go. Uh-huh. So what we have to do, Judy, when you leave the room, she's associating it with a loss. Yes. We need to change your perception to associate your departure with pleasure. And how do I do that? What you want to do, you want to take all her chew toys away from her and to prioritize them. What are the gold chew toys, silver and bronze? Like a gold chew toys can be a marabone, a real marabone, which is obviously very inexpensive. Every butcher has them. Uh-huh. And what you do, as soon as you leave the room, you put, when you're about to leave the room, you tell her to stay. You leave the marabone in front of her. All right, uh-huh. and you don't let her touch it until you are closing the door behind you, and you say no more, take it. So she's gonna be sitting there, and she say, "Can you leave already? Can you please <laughs> get out already, so I can get Genius. my marabone?" <laughs> and the moment you come in, the marabone, you pick it up. Uh-huh. So instead of her being bummed out that you're leaving. You're going to give her something that she doesn't get any other time. And it's also a good advice when you leave the home to go to work. Instead of giving everything for free when you are there because you're enjoying to see your dog enjoying it, give it at times when you're not there so the dog will not be stressed out 
or feeling deprived when you're not there. I like that. I'm going to try that right away. It works so quickly. It's really unbelievable. Yes. I want to give out 10 of your videos right now, your DVDs, The Loved Dog, Basic Behavior Dog Training, Methods for the Whole Family, family, (laughs) Quick and Easy and Fun. Oh, celebrate your dog. Well, you know what? I'll give away nine because I, I need one. Oh. You, you heard it right there. one 405 8405 Now, if you don't get through the best way to get this, head online to Amazon.com. Uh, your local bookstore may have it. A lot, they're carrying a lot of DVDs now, and if they don't, they can order it because it comes through the same kind of publishers that the books come through. It's the Love Dog, Basic Behavior Dog Training Methods for the Whole Family. Tamar Geller joining us. Thank you so much. I know it's been a year since the last time you were on. We, I know. We, we should do it more often. More often. More often. <laughs> we don't get on that. We have more Animal Radio on the way. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're being a good boy. You're being a good girl. <laughs> All our little stizzle animals. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets. We do it every weekend. If you're new, if you're a new listener, could be. Believe it or not, we have new listeners. I got to ask you, where have you been? Just found out about us. Call us. Let us know about your pets, how they're doing. If you got a problem, we can answer it. We have a whole dream team of experts here. We have Dr. Debbie, uh, who's. Everybody thinks she's in the same studio with us. We try to play it off as she's in the same studio. We think it lends to a, a visual, you know, of all of us crammed doing this studio. But you're actually in your office in Las Vegas where it just snowed. Yes, it's been a rotten week. I'm, my blood is too thin for this. <laughs> snow in Vegas. And it was several inches. It actually stuck to the ground for a little while. Is that correct? We had up to eight inches. Wow. Unbelievable. It is insane, yes. Okay. Palm trees and snow. It just doesn't go in my mind. I gotta love it. Well, there you go. You're in Vegas, so if you're if you if you live in Vegas and you're looking for a good vet, definitely check out the Animal Radio vet, Dr. Debbie White. Also, Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, if you're in the Los Angeles area, he's training your dogs and answering your questions right here today. Vinny Penn. The Joyzy boy, as well as... Uh, we don't know what he does around here. We'll let you judge on that. Uh, we also have animal communicator Joy Turner in Seattle calling us and, and answering your questions. It's a whole dream team here for you. And who do we have on the phone? We have Kathy. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm just fine. And you? Good. Where are you? Uh, I'm a truck driver, and I'm somewhere over here near Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson in Mississippi. Well, you know you're... Uh, you're on with Dr. Debbie here. How can we help you out? Well, Dr. Debbie, I've got a problem. I've got a three-year-old Yorkie. He's a male. And okay. um, he's just now started this behavior in the last couple of months, I guess. He's bit my husband twice on the foot while they're asleep. They're both be sleeping, and he'll bite my oh. husband on the foot. He, he's never touched my foot, never even attempted to try to bite me, but he has bit my husband twice. And really, oh my really gosh. bad bite. Yes. Yes, wakes him up out of a sleep with with a little killer biting him on the foot. If I was waking out of a sleep with a bite on my foot from a dog, I would freak out. Well, he does. He does. I hear him bellow out back here in the sleeper, you know. <laughs> in his and you, and your, your puppy's name is Killer? Little killer, yes, little killer, and I guess he's living up to his reputation. I don't know. Oh my goodness! He never has showed aggression like that before. I 
that's well. Now I was sitting in the living room the last time he bit Bob, and Bob was sitting in his recliner with his feet on the floor, and he had nodded off to sleep. And Killer was laying down there asleep by his feet. And the next thing I know, Bob hollered, "He bit me again!" So okay, I just don't, okay. And this only happens when when Killer is sleeping, and when yes. your husband is sleeping. Yes. Okay, and when during daylight hour times, um, there's no types of problems. He doesn't kind of nip at his heels or any kind of issues with, of that in any way. He's never showed any aggression uh, towards Bob. You know, he's always been he's kind of cowered down to Bob. Okay. Now, and if they're sleeping in the bed and your husband kind of rustles and moves, is there any kind of a disagreement between him and the little killer? As far as do you hear any growling? Does he show any displeasure about that? The only thing they do is play. They play before my husband goes to sleep. They play on the bed. They play with killer's toys, you know, and they rough house back here. And that's the only he growls when he plays with his toys. Okay, but not uh, like if your husband's shift in position and he's rolling over and his legs move, you don't hear any growls or you know, no. any... No. Okay. Because what I was kind of getting at is there are, you know, obviously dogs that when they're sleeping in bed have problems with sharing their their domain and their space with us uh, human uh, pack members. And if right. that's the case, then I would expect you'd hear, you know, some grumbling or, you know, if your husband ran to the bathroom, came back into bed, sat down and heard growls or just some kind of grumbling, that I would say is kind of more of a territorial type thing. Now, this is really kind of interesting because what you're describing, Kathy, really makes me think of some of the strange sleep disorders we can see in dogs and there's kind of a couple different syndromes that that are out there one is where it's truly more of like a seizure activity that they have and it happens during more of the REM sleep and I would want to make sure you know we're not missing anything major here um, with little killers health make sure he's not showing any pain I'd have him examine make sure there's no kind of orthopedic issue back pain any leg issues nothing that might be uh, getting jostled that might be causing him dis- uh, discomfort through the night if that all is looking the only health issues he has is allergies he has allergies okay more like the scratching and the itching kind of thing right right but okay. uh he's doing he's been a sound sleeping he sleeps at he sleeps on my feet sometimes and i move i'm moving off of my feet or off my legs or, and he's never ever you know showed any aggression towards me yeah, and that's the big question, whether this is an aggression problem or if it's kind of like a sleep-slash-seizure uh, disor- disorder. Uh-huh. So one thing that a lot of times, if I'm worried about the seizure possibility, I will pull a blood panel, and I, especially for a Yorkie, I will check out their liver and to make sure there's not any kind of weird problems there. If all that looks good, sometimes I will actually prescribe a type of an anti-seizure, anti-anxiety medicine uh, called clonazepam. And, and that's something that needs to be the right situation, so I'd talk to your veterinarian about that and describe things. Um, but if it seems that it's more of these sleep-type disorders, then that might be something to kind of help um, get him through the night, and especially if, you know, we're worried about, uh, you know, that kind of wakefulness thing. It is a little unusual that this doesn't happen with you and with your feet. Um, so the other thought is, you know, to get to the heart of any kind of territory aggression issues is to let this little fella sleep on the floor in a dog bed and let him uh, have have a different sleep arrangement because that would certainly be one very logical solution that we can try to get to um you know to and, and I'd probably let your husband be the one to decide <laughs> which well, route you, you guys want to go 
when Bob tells him he can't come up on the bed. I mean, it absolutely breaks his heart. Well, it's an easy one. Just uh, make the husband sleep on the floor. <laughs> there you go. That's the answer. <laughs> he can wear shoes to bed. <laughs> and I think that's the, definitely the, the hardest thing for folks that do have their pets trained to sleep with them. Uh, I am a tough mom. My dogs sleep on their luxurious dog beds and they're very happy dogs and they don't feel uh, an ounce of shame walking by their doggy friends that they don't sleep in bed with us. Um, But it is just something that in our household that accommodation was made very early on and that's the way we do it. Now the other things that I could say you might want to have your husband involved with is to make sure that he is a major role player when it comes to um, you know doing basic obedience and and basic basic training commands for him Um, because, you know, the more that he sees your husband as someone who is the head dog in the household, if we're dealing with a territorial issue, we're going to have constant reminders that, you know, little killer is not the boss, if you might think that, that your husband is. Um, But sometimes, unless you actually kick him off the bed, um, you know, it can be really tough to try to change that cycle. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. If you have a question that's burning your brain, give me a call at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio, reminding you to spay and neuter your pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at AnimalFood.com. Those wacky guys from Animal Radio are on the road again. We're broadcasting live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm thinking you should be there. Learn the ins and outs of working with animals and make a great income doing it. If you can't be there live with us, listen in as it happens here on Animal Radio and learn more at PetSitters.org. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You found it. Headsetting is becoming one of the fastest-growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. 
and fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets, it's Animal Radio. You lucky dog, you. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie, she's just around the corner answering your medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. Vinnie Penn, a Joy Turner animal communicator. I almost couldn't say that there. The cat got your tongue? sometimes. I'm looking at all these wonderful names from our list. If you're just joining us this hour, we're, we're going over the most popular and most unusual pet names of 2008. This is a list compiled by PetFinder.com. Mm-hmm. Fairly reputable. The top most popular pet name is Buddy. If you have a pet name, Buddy, uh, boring. <laughs> hey, I had a cat named Bud. Stop that. Max comes in second. Daisy comes in third. Jack is number four. Lucy, Molly, Charlie, Sadie, Jake, and Lucky. Those are the top ten most popular dog names. The top ten most popular cat names are Lucy, Molly, Oreo, Kittens, Smokey, Princess, Shadow, Tigger, Angel, and Missy. If your cat or your dog is named one of those, you obviously need to rethink this, at least wait, next time around. Wait a minute. We have a Tigger here in the studio. We do have a Tigger yes. here in the studio. <laughs> Who named Guido named Tigger? Yes. We just found that hey, out. Guido. My brother's got a cat named after an Iron Maiden song. Well, see, now that's original. Do you know what it there is? There you go. You don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, Charlotte the Harlot. Charlotte the Harlot. <laughs> Very original. Well, this list yep. of the top ten most unusual names and group names, two different lists, I'll just give you a taste right now. Coming in at number eight, Bonjo Flea. Bonjo Flea was one of the top ten most unusual uh, names. And coming in in the group names, I love the group names. These yes, are funny. If you have it's like a whole theme, it yeah. really is. If you have more than one animal, this is the way to do it. Um, domino, ditto, etc., and so on and so forth. That's uh, <laughs> that poor like last on one. First. Yeah. yeah, what's that's, on second? <laughs> Which the dog's name is and so forth. Oh. By the way, we'll post this sad. list at animalradio.com. And we'd love to hear your names at 1 866 405 8405. Also, in the news, we have the uh, breed certificate back from Canine Heritage Breed Test on the Studio Stunt Chihuahua. What is it? Yes. Oh, that's can all good. Can we still call her a Stunt Chihuahua? I don't know if we can. That's all I coming up. It, yes. She's the Wonder Dog. She yes. is the Wonder We could just change it to there Wonder Dog. She is? Yes. <laughs> Who's your daddy? We'll find out all today. What do we got coming up in news? Well, we're going to take a hard look at a story that happened a month or so ago. An assistant fire chief from Los Angeles killed his neighbor's six-month-old mm. puppy. He's now been arrested and charged. We'll have the details coming up in the news. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. 
I don't know about you. I've already broken my New Year's resolution and my New Year's resolutions for my animals and, frankly, don't want to discuss them. So don't even ask, Judy. Yes, here. Where's that list? Tear up that list. (laughs) It's the no-spin dog training zone with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And I believe we have Scott on the phone. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Good. Where are you? I'm calling from outside of Detroit, Michigan. Outside uh, Detroit? Oh, that's uh, so your uh, former home there, Vlade. Scott, thank you for calling. Do you two know each other? No, but probably Scott knows, so the Vlade is there. You know, do you know about Vlade there in Detroit? I mean, he says he's oh, a... Vlade pretty... is very famous in Detroit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it with uh, all the immigrants, the Russian immigrants? They put them all in uh, Detroit and in Michigan. <laughs> I think because of uh, our American government thought probably in downtown Detroit, the gunshot like uh, like a doorbell, like back in Moscow. Ah, yes. <laughs> it's like home, being at home. Just like home. <laughs> well, Scott, what's on your mind with your dog well i wanted to ask Lottie. um we 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 had a uh a yellow lab that passed away a few weeks ago oh and um yeah it's very sad and and, and the kids have, have really been uh we're, we're very interested in getting a new dog and wondered what kind of advice he would give for for picking out a puppy oh that's the wonderful question thank you so much scott i wish uh you know, I wish many of our clients or potentially our, our listeners would call us with the questions like that. And unfortunately, because the people make the wrong choices. And after they, they that, choose on how cute they are. They don't think about exactly. other things. They spend more time choosing a car than they do a dog. This is true. Exactly, exactly. Okay, Scott, so you said to me that you have a kids. Yes, we do. A, a nine, a five, and a three-year-old. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So what I would really suggest you to, to get, and it's going to be, hell is going to do a whole story about my suggestion uh, because the such an event is coming up. But the only breed what I would recommend you would be American uh, or England Labrador Retriever. Mm. Yes, I believe they are the great pets in your situation. No typical Labrador Retriever, Scott. He can be running through the field with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile, okay? He can knock the people down. He can knock in somebody's face and not realize he's keep, keep running. But, you know, it's nothing about bad. It's all, it's a trainable. But the thing is, kids can jump on the lap from the, from the couch you know, jump on him, pull his ears around. That dog thinks that stuff is fun. <laughs> you know, if some of the calls men say my dog is uh, eating uh, landscape stones or, you know, or doing other interesting things, it's Labrador Retriever. They may be a little bit high maintenance in the beginning, but it's turned out the best pet. I think Americans' family needs to prioritize their, uh, their choices of their pets. And Labrador Retriever needs to be number one on the list. You know why? Because it's the only Democrat dog I know. Mm. And you guys so believe in democracy, I believe you have to, everyone has to have a Labrador Retriever. Now, Scott, let me tell you very seriously now, Labrador Retriever will be great pet for you, but you need to know how to pick that one. I would, you, I would be looking, for, uh, first my, my choice would be, like, look for the shelters, and uh, there is a lot of um, nice pets right now, especially... 
you know, it's uh, painful for me to say, but in Michigan, because we have uh, so much problems in economics, people cannot afford, afford the, having the pets. So mm-hmm. you can always find a great pet. Uh, if it doesn't work for you, please uh, go to the very reputable breeders. American Kennel Club has a list of them on their website. Now, here's where I'm going to barge in. I'm going to have to, you know, straighten you out here. I'm going to send them to a shelter. And the reason being, the number one dog at the shelter is the Labrador Retriever. These are the dogs that need homes badly. So, yes. you know, you shouldn't have to go to a breeder for a Labrador Retriever. No, retriever. I said, I said if it doesn't work. If I mean, I said, work, yeah. you stick a pencil in your face okay. there. Okay. Okay. You know, you know how. Yeah. You, you, that's my well, boss. Sorry, Scott. You know, he just, you know, he sometimes, you know, picking on me and biting me. And yes. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. I, I, that's going to be our, uh, like the best choice. Yeah. You, you probably will be able to find, uh, not probably, you will find the great pet through the shelters and, uh, Contact the rescue organization in Michigan, um, and uh, make sure bring the kids with you. Bring all your family. Mm, yes, yes, and make sure your kids should approach to the pet and touch it, and the dog should not never show like a backing up or any never stress. The typical Labrador Retriever will just kiss and hug everyone, and just you know will show the great attitude and just have it home and uh, give him a lot of love. Affection and of course, don't forget to call to my company, Alternative Canine Training, back in Michigan, and uh, get the trainer for that organization. And we're gonna turn that your your future Labrador Retriever into the Canine Angel. Oh, and send oh, us great. pictures. Will you send us pictures too? We can put them on the wall here at the studios. Oh, certainly. Okay. We appreciate your time, Scott. Thank you, Scott, so much for your calling. And uh, please let uh, everyone who I know or who you may know say the bloody loves Michigan and I miss you guys a lot. Miss so much my clients there. Here's a big sloppy kiss for Michigan. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Happy 2009 from Vinnie Penn, your party animal. Yeah, I'm still with you. Can't get rid of me that easily. Um, actually, uh, probably going to be a little bit dated here. A couple of tales from over the holidays uh, to catch up on. One of them being, of course, hit my local pet co to buy our, our fish, Betty, her Christmas present. I mean, why would you not have to uh, pick her up a little something, a little something special? She is part of the family. And I want you to make sure uh, you stick around next week. This is a two-parter. This is the first, we're kicking off 2009 on Animal Radio with a two-part party animal. This is part one. It's a to-be-continued. Uh, but at Petco, grabbing uh, Betty, just a little something for the aquarium, a little accoutrement, a little uh, new little palm tree for her, her little bowl. And I noticed up at the counter, I mean, Petco's obviously your go-to place, but I noticed up at the counter that they were selling dog and cat mints. They were in like little tins, like Altoid tins. And there was no, there was nothing farcical about it, nothing tongue-in-cheek about it. It was dog and cat mints. Now, uh, maybe if it had a funny name, like, uh, you know, Kiss Me Ow. Maybe something like that. I don't know. It's a little bit clever, but it wasn't. You know, it just was in a tin, and it's a dog and cat mint. Now, I've said here before, I'm really not into those owners that basically make out with their pets. They they think it means something to us when their cat leaps up onto the table. That alone, I don't think is acceptable. But when they proceed to basically French kiss the cat, uh, um, 
I mean, I'm disturbed by that as it is. These mints are only going to encourage it more. Do they need good breath? I just, I don't understand. What would we do without the saying, oh, that guy, he's got dog breath, man. We can't eradicate that. They're supposed to have bad breath. These are four-legged creatures that are supposed to have bad breath. So needless to say, I apologize to all of you out there who bought dog or cat mints for your pet, which leads us to... To be continued next week on Party Animal. Animal Radio, Vinny Penn. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A mother and son accused of stealing a snake from a Cleveland pet shop were arrested when they returned to the scene of the crime asking for books on how to care for a snake. Surveillance video taken during the crime showed that the mother and son snake sneakers worked as a team. The 15-year-old took the 30-inch baby boa constrictor from its cage, wrapped it around his neck, and then covered it with his jacket while his mom acted as a lookout. Police say the video showed the head of the boa poking out of the kid's jacket. The snake, worth around $300, was recovered from their home and returned to Petland. A court date has been set. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, one 405 And I'm counting Monopoly money over here. This, of course, is the Monopoly money that someone from the Who's Your Daddy pool here at Animal Radio will go home with today. We do have the results to Ladybug's DNA test. I know it's been, uh, what, a long time? Five, Five weeks? weeks? Five yes. weeks? hundred years. And we all bet... We all bet. Uh, well, we all bet. Let's just say that. And of course, Monopoly money. I got it. It's important that you understand that we... We As don't have money. We don't have money. Yeah. We're, we're just like we're, you. We're broke. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The Riverside District Attorney's Office filed felony animal cruelty charges against an L.A. County assistant fire chief accused of killing a neighbor's six-month-old puppy in November. Assistant Fire Chief Glenn Johnson, who was arrested and charged with the felony, claims he acted in self-defense when he beat the shepherd mix with his fist before hitting her with a 12-pound rock when the dog ran across his yard. Because of the severity of the injuries, the dog had to be euthanized. After the incident, Johnson was placed on administrative leave. He's facing four years in state prison if convicted. The Guangdong province is home to the Cantonese people, known for their adventurous cuisine. One popular saying claims, quote, the Cantonese will eat anything that flies except airplanes and anything with legs except a chair. Sadly, a famous soup called Dragon, Tiger, and Phoenix consists of snake meat brewed with chicken and cat. There are currently no animal protection laws in China. But with the country's growing affluence, thanks in part to the Olympics, more people are urging change in those age-old traditions. Under the Communist Party, owning a pet was condemned as bourgeois, and in fact, most people just couldn't afford a pet. Recently, protesters unfurled banners in a tearful protest in Beijing, asking the provincial government to crack down on cat traders and restaurants who serve the delicacy. 
A recent poll of pet owners by the Associated Press shows 67% claim to understand their pets' purrs, barks, squawks, and other assorted sounds. 62% of owners believe when they speak to their pets, the pets get the message. The results of the poll showed more dog owners claim to be able to speak to their furry companions, while only half of the cat owners can make the same claim. <laughs> but, follow me on this, more cat owners claim to understand those meows versus only 16% of dog owners who speak fluent bark or woof. <laughs> Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. one 405 It's Animal Radio. How are you doing this weekend? Dr. Debbie's on the way to answer your medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vinny Penn, Joy Turner animal communicator. Bobby with the news in just a few minutes. You also want to know today, what are the most unusual names and nicknames for pets that you might have? We have the list of the top ten most popular names and the most unusual names. You will love this. Like Define those. unusual. Unusual? You'll have to wait. These are different kinds of names. Now, I thought we had unusual names here at the studio. For our cat, we have uh, uh, Uh-Oh. That's unusual. <laughs> Nike, Nike, we have. Ladybug the Ladybug dog. Ladybug the dog. We have yeah. different names. We want to know what yours are, and you'll hear the list coming up. Also, we just got this FedEx to us, the DNA results for Ladybug. And, uh, Finally! Yes. yes. We'll find out who wins the pool here at Animal Radio. Right now, it's Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? I'm marvelous. How, how's everything in your world? Very good. I believe we have Vicki with us. Yes. Hey, Vicki. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What's going on in your life? Oh, nothing. My husband and I were having a conversation, and I told him that that our, we have a deaf Australian cattle dog named Dylan. Mm-hmm. And I told him that Dylan has ESP. And my ESP. Says, yeah. Oh, okay. He, my husband says it's ESPN when he talks to people. But <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> ESPN, yes. He has ESPN. But I told him that if he thinks to him, you know, like pictures of ball or stuff like this, that, you know, that the dog will know what, it, what he's thinking. And he tells me, no, no, that's not true, that's not true. And I told him, I told my husband that he should be on the phone with with you guys so he can hear what you say. <laughs> well, Joy, what do you think? Do, do dogs have ESP? Actually, all animals have ESP. Tell your husband that. All animals have ESP. Oh, yeah, and and can you can you give us any information on Dylan? You know, can you talk to him? Absolutely, I can talk to him. What would you like to ask him? Anything in particular? Anything in particular you want to ask him, Mike? Is he, he good? Is, um, is he is he happy? All, basically, you know, I mean, is there anything that we could do different? And who does he have a better bond with? Okay, well, basically, he wants you guys to know that he thinks you take very excellent care of him, oh, especially sure. considering that he's got what most people would see as a handicap. Uh huh. And he is just totally thrilled, Vicky, with the idea that you understand how to talk to him using pictures in your mind. He thinks that is just. Amazingly great of you. And oh, good. He, he says he wants to tell Dad to get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what he needs to do. 
And yes, it is true. He also wants me to tell you that he will pick up the pictures in your mind. He picks up the words that you think, and he picks up your feelings, your emotions, and anything that's going on in your body. He picks up all of those things. Oh, that's neat. That's really neat. Yeah, and his name's Dylan, and we have a, his sister's name's Sheanne. And then we have two cats. One is named Butticus, and the other is Blur. Butticus? Butticus? Butticus. Butticus. Put that on the list of unusual names. Butticus. Not like Dick Butticus, the former Chicago Bear. No, very different. Yes, okay. his full name is Winicus Butticus. Winicus Butticus. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a big manx. He's a big bobcat. I like that one, Vicky. Yeah. Does that say, so is there anything else that Dylan wants to tell us? He says, well, he doesn't know what to say other than he thinks you're giving him a great life and he's really appreciative of it. Because he thinks yeah. a lot of people would have had him put down. Yes, most most breeders that that we deal with, as a matter of fact, we just had a breeder call us, had a deaf puppy, and we had a home for it, and she decided to put her down. And she was only seven weeks old, and we were really sad about that. Mm. Because Dylan does live a really good life. He, you know, we got him from a breeder who, who could have put him down but decided to place him with us, you know, with me and my husband. Because my wife lied to me. Because, yeah, well, I lied to my husband because we're over the road. We're over the road truck drivers, and my husband wouldn't take time out of his life to do anything but drive the truck. So I told him that that the breeder was going to drown him if he didn't oh. if he didn't take him. So my husband felt bad, and he took him. And I'm glad because this dog has has enriched our lives more than anybody could believe. I mean, the dog has a hand signal for everything, including go potty. Yeah, and he also wants you to know that he really loves that you would champion deaf dogs. He thinks that you should become like the champion of deaf dogs and tell people that they don't drown humans when they're deaf, so why in the world would they drown dogs? Yes, exactly. And we went to a national specialty for Australian cattle dogs one year, and my husband showed up with our dog and let people know, that, you know, and everybody was watching them silently. They were watching, waiting for this dog to bite somebody or to get into dog fight over the weekend, and the dog never did. He responded. He takes turns when it comes to playing ball. He, he's just, he lives a fantastic life, and we're, you know, I would advocate to all breeders, to give, give them a chance. It's all in how they're raised. Absolutely. Vicki, I hope that answers some questions. We're running out of time. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yes, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you want to learn more about Joy Turner, head on over to joyturner.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We are celebrating our connection with our pets, and we, well, we're all very lucky to lurk, work with pets and lurk with pets. <laughs> Judy, uh, you can say it's a lot better than working with lawyers. That was your past gig, working with lawyers, right? They're oh, pretty yeah. much the same, the animals. No, they, no the animals are much, much better. The four I was going to say, lawyers are like the lowest uh, uh, form, yeah. aren't don't they? Insult the, don't yeah. insult the animals now. Uh, and then, of course, you, Doc, working with animals every day of your life. We're pretty lucky that we get to do that. I am blessed. I love my job, yeah. On the 16th, 17th, and 18th of January this month, we're going to be broadcasting live from Long Beach, the Queen Mary, for the NAPS Conference. That's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Now, you may scuff that career off, but if you're one of the unemployed right now or you're just tired of working for the man doing the 9 to 5, 
anyone, I couldn't think of a better way to ruin your holidays. Pet sitting is actually a really good gig. Now, you will ruin your holidays because people will want you to work and pet sit when they're off yeah, visiting holidays, relatives. So holidays, you, weekends. But you can absolutely make a killing doing this. And we saw, we spoke to Trenton, who was a stockbroker. And uh, he made a little bit of money as stockbroker. He a lot of stress. He gave it up. Now he has a pet sitting business. He has 17 pet sitters underneath him. And he's not necessarily right underneath him. I, it's sort of a, that's a figuratively. Figuratively speaking, and yes. <laughs> now he makes six figures doing this, working with the animals. Now, this is what this conference is all about on the 16th, 17th, and 18th. If you're thinking of making a change, perhaps this career is for you. We'd like to at least give you an opportunity to see what it's all about and speak to the people that are doing it and understand the business part of it. The people at NAPS, they're very good. They've put together the whole business thing. So oh, if yeah, you're not, they have all the tools necessary. You don't have to do it from the ground up. They've done it for you. The learning curve has already been yes. done for you. And, of course, you can learn more at PetSitters.org. Come join us, all of us out there. Dr. Debbie, I think you're going to still be in Vegas. But the rest of us... We'll be out there broadcasting live. Dr. Debbie will still be answering your questions. We'll, we got that technology thing going on. So we'll still yeah. be, you'll be there in Vegas. We'll be having fun in Long Beach. You'll be jealous. That's the facts right there. <laughs> but you know what? I definitely support the pet sitters because that is such an important market for a lot of pet care. And, and I love having a couple names in my Rolodex that I can always turn to for that special needs for my clients. So Petsitters.org. You learn more about it. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Those wacky guys from Animal Radio are on the road again. We're broadcasting live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm thinking you should be there. Learn the ins and outs of working with animals and make a great income doing it. If you can't be there live with us, listen in as it happens here on Animal Radio and learn more at PetSitters.org. 
celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I told you, Marley and me was going to be the big one. <laughs> I mean, you put, you put together Aniston and Wilson. Oh, I'm supposed to say Wilson first. I'm sorry. Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. Of course, Eric Dane. Do you really to. have to say you Wilson really do. first? Yes, you do. That's... Uh, an edict in the contract. Twentieth Century Fox. There. Okay. So I don't want to peel anyone off. If you haven't seen it yet, I've seen it what fifteen times already. <laughs> At least. I love it. Now. I've, well, that's to make up for not reading the book. That's absolutely go. right. Absolutely correct. Matilda DeCagney joining us again. Hi, Matilda. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing great. Very Thank good. You. For animal radio listeners that missed the last few weeks, Matilda is the trainer for Marley and me. She trained what twenty-two dogs, twenty-two Marleys for the movie. I uh, actually the company that I work for uh, trained about yeah we have altogether had twenty two dogs I was uh, personally in charge of uh, the year eight through seven uh, each trainer was uh, assigned to a different ages mm-hmm. so I had I would say you know the the biggest chunk of the script but um, didn't really worked with the puppies nor the old old dogs. <laughs> And as we mentioned last week, it was uh, it was you to teach them to be bad. They they actually had a lot of bad scenes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a How do you teach them to be bad? Oh, you oh you can do that easily. You just you literally. Um, what I did is I went to the Goodwill and um, bought three couches and pillows <laughs> and uh, leather goods and. Uh, Taught him to rip it and shred it and um, nice. <laughs> to pieces, dig holes, pulling, jumping up, knocking things down. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> now, when these dogs go back home, will they always have these bad behaviors? Um, well, no. It's gonna, it's kind of on cue. So this is something he'd love to do, but he won't do it just just because. I was going to say, if you have one of those dogs at home and you sneeze or scratch your nose, be careful. You could be given a hand signal. <laughs> no, you said, yeah. uh, you said some of these animals were rescues? We had five, um, one through seven ages, Marley, and uh, four of them were rescues. We found a lot of dogs um, that, a um, lot of labs at shelters and, and lab rescues and uh, Pretty hyper dogs. <laughs> just so you know, don't get one just because um, they yeah. are a handful. They really are. They're Especially dogs. labs, too. So yeah, you, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah so you, re- you really had your hands full there. I did. I did. And I honestly, really, I encouraged every single little behaviors that this dog will give me um, that that was crazy or that was he was encouraged to do that and he was really pumped up because I wanted a dog that would uh, give uh, the the actor a lot of material to work with sure. and I wanted and you've seen the movie I haven't um, so <laughs> so I don't know how it looks like but um, I, I really was trying to emphasize the fact that I, I, I wanted them to have a natural feel to um, to this dog, and so I would hand them the dog. We did very little uh, rehearsals, uh, tried to go for as spontaneous as possible, and um, and Clyde was so pumped up that uh, I pretty much had to tell him, get it, boy, get it, and that dog was <laughs> cuckoo. We're with our friend Matilda Cagney. She trained the Marleys for Marley and me, and she'll be back with us. Also, the DNA results for Ladybug the Studio Chihuahua. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
It's Animal Radio. Coming up, results for the Who's Your Daddy DNA test. Right now, our friend Matilda Cagney, trainer of Marley's in Marley and Me. No easy gig. Now, you're always talking about Clyde. Was Clyde one of the major Marleys? Last week, you were reporting with Clyde. He had just had three Philly cheesesteaks, just uh, uh, part of the rewards of show business. Uh, Where is Clyde now, and where are you now? Okay, so we're in Los Angeles. We just uh, at home, at home, and we just um, not just got back, but we uh, attended to the premiere. And uh, how did that I, go? Uh, it went really, really, really well. Um, entertainment uh, tonight did a whole piece on him, going to the dog spa, getting ready for his <laughs> big night, his debut. He arrived uh, in his limousine. Now, is this Clyde Marley? Clyde is Clyde is a lead dog. He okay. did eighty percent of the Marley. Of yes. So he's getting the big check. So Clyde, yeah, Clyde is a big cheese. He's the one you want to okay. suck up to. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he's the one you want to take care of. I mean, they How did will. Clyde tolerate all the photographers on the red carpet? He did great. He took it like a champ. I mean, he was just, uh, he was barking and taking balls and waving and kissing actors and directors. And he did really, you know, I was a little concerned because he's just so, he gets He's so cuckoo sometimes, and he's so used to be hyped up and all. And so I was like, well, we'll see what happens. But he he was a true professional dog. You have such a great gig. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I I work hard, though. (laughs) Working hard with the animals. Let's go ahead and give away tickets to Marley and me right now. 1-866-405-8405. I'll send you to anywhere it's showing right now. Hi, who's this? Lisa Dunn. What kind of animals do you have? I just adopted another little polydactyl cat. I have a <laughs> full-bred Rottweiler, and I have a black lab. Wow, you got a whole a whole ranch there, don't you? Yeah, they are all different, too. <laughs> now, tell me about the polydactyl. What's up with that there? Well, that she's got six toes on each front, and she just has the five on both on the back. And it's uh, from the Hemingway estate. Yeah, I know Bobby was talking about it just a few minutes ago. When you say from I know, 26 toes? I was like, my God. Yeah, that's a lot. So I guess polydactyl doesn't necessarily mean that they have to have a certain amount. It just means more than the normal. What is, what is that? Exactly. More than the normal. Do they make better animals? Why polydactyl? Yeah, they handle, they handle uh, dogs well. Ah, they can smack them twice as hard. <laughs> that's it. They give them a little smack and that's it. It's like, I'm the boss now. I learned so much on Animal Radio. I am so glad I'm here to listen and learn so much. Lisa, we're going to send you to Marley and me. Hang tight for a second. We'll get you all those tickets, okay? Thanks, sir. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Having more fun than allowed by law today. So much going on. Really, and of course, the results for the DNA test. They're right here. They're sitting in my hand. They're at It's a closed FedEx envelope, and we've been waiting for this because I know there's Chihuahua in there, and we don't know what else. We've all bet Monopoly money and, uh, I believe, Jack in the Box trade. Yes, Park Place. (laughs) Bobby, of course, you did the uh, Boston Terrier. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling confident. You're going to stay with that there, huh? Okay. Boston Terrier, Chihuahua. Debbie, Dr. Debbie, you think Min Pinch? Min Pinch, Chihuahua. Vladi. Was going with the min pinch. Mm-hmm. So, still staying with that? Okay, good. And then, uh, let's see. I really think the min pinch still. I'm going with that. We haven't asked Vinny. We really don't care. I, I we, think the rat terrier. Oh, that's nice. Well, I think you're rat terrier? Yeah. Vinny doesn't know his dogs from a fishbowl. <laughs> no, he does. I'm sorry. Why we have him. <laughs> Shh. 
he's he's looking at me through the fishbowl glass. Uh, can you uh, can you go ahead and open that? What do we have? Do we have any kind of drum wall, Greedo, Guido? We're okay. Excellent he, ripping. Thank you. Yes, the drum roll not so much though. That sucked. It really did. It's sort of anticlimactic. Ladybug, the certificate of DNA breed analysis from the Canine Heritage Breed Test says Ladybug, born the nineteenth of June, two thousand and eight. Uh-huh. There is no Chihuahua in Ladybug. <gasps> Shock! There's no Chihuahua. Ah! No read Chihuahua. it, read it, read it! Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dotson, Papillon. Papillon and Dotson. But Papillon and Dotson? No, and did you guys do multiple tests? So what you're saying Who here... Who won the pool? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, this is, uh, this is like some kind of misfire yeah. here, folks. <laughs> Are we going to call them? Yes, let's, let's call them. Can we, them can we do that now? Yes, have them explain. Oh, okay. I didn't is realize that. Is the word that. Boston anywhere on it? We should uh, no. There's no Boston Terrier here. We're gonna no. actually get the Canine Heritage Braid Test Company on the phone and figure out what this is all about. Apparently, there's some omissions and blanks. The primary breed uh, has not been confirmed, nor the secondary breed. But they say uh, Dachshund Papillon in the mix there. Uh, this, of course, we thought was a Chihuahua. You you got it at a, uh, a rescue. Go ahead and uh, dial them up if you will. How can there not be Chihuahua anywhere in that little dog? Hi, who's this? This is Robin. Hi, Robin. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. You're the marketing manager for Canine Heritage Breed Test. Is that correct? Yes. And we have Sue Denice with us. She's the head scientist there. She's actually does the. Uh, she actually examines the DNA to yes. figure out. She's the brains behind all of this. Okay, well, I'll tell you, there's a lot of Monopoly money up at stake here, and a lot of uh, air talent that's really on edge. As we're we, very serious we, about we're very, this. Very, very serious about this. What's going on? Well, we tested um, Ladybug's DNA, and we did not find any Chihuahua in her DNA at all. So what? None. None. She is not a Chihuahua. Oh, my What about gosh. Boston Terrier? She is not a Boston Terrier. So I'm speechless. I really don't know what we, to We say. really are, and I don't know how we're going to do determine who wins the pool here. So okay, what so what do we have? What, what have we got? Well, yeah, what is the primary? Well, um, there are three categories, primary, secondary, and in the mix. And if something ends up in primary, it means that the dog likely had a purebred parent. And what we have put under ladybugs is non-validated breed. And what that means is we think that whatever is kind of her main breed or what she is mostly is something that we don't have the ability to identify yet. We think that she is a rat terrier, possibly even a toy fox terrier, but I did a little research on the rat terrier, and it does come in three sizes, and there is a toy size. Ah, a toy rat terrier. That's, that's, that's what we think she's go is she's got to be. But what about all the digging and uh, and all the, uh, the the weird Chihuahua stuff that I thought she did? Well, I think the terriers. A lot of the terriers were bred to um, hunt small animals in the ground and dig and burrow. So, and I know that the that the rat terrier is one of those breeds. Well, what about the unexplained uh, interest in Taco Bell food? <laughs> Is Animal Radio Network. Network.